<laughs> I'm not sure you wanted it. Has anybody got a spare device? I could think probably I'm... find one. I think we're on. Okay, so that's that. Get rid of that. Let's go back to... That. Yay! Looking good? Okay, is it... Is the sound coming out alright? From yeah. everyone else? You sound fine. Where are we streaming this? Is this like a Twitch? It's on the hold on, I need to find a link. I'm getting drunk already off like half a drink. She's <laughs> starting to hit me. How do you share it? Where do you share it? Yeah, I don't know why. Can you put it in the Facebook chat? Uh it was just a Um how is the Facebook chat? It's still fairly active. It's back to normal. It's mostly me. That's what I was saying. <laughs> just talking to yourself. It's yeah, basically it's yeah, just it's, it's just me. And, uh, it's back to normal. But I have to say though, um, I did make a call on Super Farm, and it's like I just said. Anybody that follows me, you know, you've now doubled your money, which is sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was because um, I think you mentioned it to me. I mean, I bought a little bit later. I've got in about one seventy, I think, on that one. But still, it's yeah. gone up since. So, um, yeah, and apparently, it seems to be doing I, right, doesn't it? I heard today there's big things coming. So, what, and the fact that you can buy, it, I, yeah. Um, and <clears throat> hold on, let me just share this. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that one's got potential. I think that's a. Uh, oh, it does to, because it? because of who who's running it. Who's, who's, yeah, who's exactly. Pushing it. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's uh, fundamentally much good or not is another thing. But no, it doesn't yeah, seem it doesn't matter. It's just the hype, isn't it? They're all going to be worthless in a year. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Um, Sell it at the right point. Buy more Bitcoin. Where else? Okay, and all right, that's me done. Okay, so I can't see any, I can't see the chat in case anybody. Is that the chat on YouTube? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Um, So what was I going to say? Super fun. Oh, yeah, so I was watching um, Crypto Banter today and you know, I came in the chat and I was like, oh, I've just doubled my money. Almost tripled, actually. Uh, on Super my, Farm. On Super Farm, yeah. So I was like, I think I'm going to, gonna instead of just taking half of it out, I'm thinking of putting that half into Eternity. Ah, so you mentioned this. Yeah, I know nothing about it. Right, okay. Check this out, then. <laughs> oh, God, then. Sure. Sell it to me. Shillarama, let's go. <laughs> um, I mean, I haven't, it's only from what I've heard, I haven't really done any research myself. But ERN, so basically, I put some money into Super Farm, more than doubled it, and then took half of that and put it into this. And at the moment, I put it into this, 
Um, th I then started watching Crypto Banter. Right. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, Super Farm's got some amazing stuff coming in the next, like, two weeks. And I'm like, no, I'll just <laughs> buy that back. In, in Ethereum gas fees to trade. So then I went to trade back. And now my, um, to buy, I, if I was going to trade it back, I would get back less Super Farm than I started with and pay another $50. And I'm like, no, I've got to stay yeah. where I am now. You never know. Um, so what is it? Tell us about this one. Well, actually, it's what you know, it's better to just I just said to myself, right, I've made my decision, live with it. No matter what happens, it's yeah. free money because I've doubled it, whatever. Yeah. But it's just that you're gonna miss out, that feeling of missing out if it if it if Super Farm just goes on a run. Anyway, now Super Farm's dropped a bit and this is up, so I made the right decision. But cool. for, for half an hour I was stressing. Mm. So from what I hear, it's an NFT platform, and they've got um, already. You've the hit reason... the NFT buzzword. I think uh, anything with NFT in at the moment is going to do all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... a bunch of viewers now. <laughs> this this was the first uh, NFT that launched like recently in the last day or two, I believe, and there was a load of people paying failed transaction fees and um, and not getting anything. So there's a load of people complaining in the Telegram chat. And this is just after I bought the coin. And I'm like, no. Um, so um, what's coming out after this? I think they've got a Muhammad Ali NFT collection. I think that's okay. next, which is huge. Like that's going to set this coin on fire. Um, and also I saw, if I can find the, if you go on... Um, Twitter, you can see Tony Hawk. Oh, actually, let's just look for Eternity on here. Ah, uh, yeah, I think you shared this earlier. I had a quick look. Uh, it's Tony Hawk's first ever um, uh, 540 when in 1989. And here it is. So this is a uh, an NFT that they're releasing. He fails a bunch of times and then he gets it. But he's like, I don't know how old he is there. He's young. Yeah, he is young, isn't he? There. So this is an NFT that's going to be released. I think cool. if they release the the Tony Hawk 900, that's going to be like the big one. Right. Um. So yeah. So just based on that, the fact that they've got, I can't remember who they've like uh, teamed up with. Um but they've teamed up with a company um, and they've got all the rights to all these like clips, certain clips, uh, certain rights to certain celebrities. Okay. Um, so so the, it's just kind of collectible sets then really. That's uh, yeah. It's, it's idea, like, you know, it? I can't remember who's, Oh, is it the uh, Omi? Omi, whatever. They've got like yeah. the Batman stuff. They've got like yeah. So there's going to be this fight for who's got what. You know, there'll be like one that's got access to the Batman yeah. and Marvel and superhero stuff, and then there'll be what this one obviously has like sports. Got oh, yeah. Speaking of Omi, Omi's killing it, isn't it? Recently, you seen the prices on that? Man, every time I see it, I go. I just go, it's too late for me to get in, man. I know, 45,000% was it when I looked earlier in a year? 
It's like, yeah. wow. You put, like, under, yeah, mad, madness. I'd like, yeah, can't believe it. Well, that's a full. Um, does anyone have Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just want to like make it a bit more general for a second, right? Because I think NFTs are kind of like the bigger app for blockchain and cryptocurrencies. I mean, when you think about it, right? How many cryptocurrencies do we really need? You know, um, there's only so much that they can facilitate, but NFTs they can be used for fucking everything. Right, I think in the long term, NFTs will actually be the more important thing on the blockchain. I think NFTs will be the new websites, essentially. Like, mm. there's going to be websites for all kinds. In a different way, though. Um, and there'll be... The thing is, like, be NFTs, just... I think they can provide more real-life value to things because, you know, you can use them. We discussed this last time, you know, to, um, you know, uh, real estate you know, ownership, uh, yeah. property, art, uh, fucking video game items, you know, everything. Yeah. Uh, everything. Well, and also, and these I are actually heard... useful things that everybody understands. Um, how many currencies do we need? <laughs> One or two? <laughs> do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I think, I think that's true. Token. Yeah, I can kind of foresee a world where there's loads. And I'd like to imagine it, if it all goes smoothly, there'll be just, it'll all, sort of interchanging like atomic swaps behind the scenes so the user doesn't really know and it's just swapping them without too much user intervention that'd be neat uh, that's something that definitely could happen i i just think in terms of value to the average person um, yeah i think and, and if these are just at, at least at the very beginning because this is what is more understandable to people i think and it's just kind of weird that currency is kind of like has been the hot thing um, rather than NFTs. And I think that's just a coincidence in the sense that Bitcoin was a currency and that that invented the blockchain. I think the idea of like tokenizing, like you said, like real world assets, real estate, art, whatever, but the fact that you could tokenize it and split it up and everyone can, well, not everyone, but everyone who wants to can buy a small piece of it. I think that's got a huge potential. I love that yeah. idea. Well, yeah, yeah the, the new fractional um, fractional NFTs, like I was watching an interview with uh, people uh, this afternoon and the person who bought his piece of art for $69 million or whatever has already uh, cut it up into fractions. Now he hasn't sold any of those fractions, but that's the value of this thing. Basically he'll be able to sell a fraction of, of people's $69 million painting for more than the fractions worth, which would then put yeah. up the entire value. So he can still hold. He, could, he, I mean, there's just so many possibilities. He, he could end up being a 51% uh, fraction holder of the piece of art and sell the 49% for 10 times more than what he paid for it and still yeah. own the majority. It's not. Wow, yeah. Um, when you think of it like that, it's mad, isn't it? The money that you can make as well doing that kind of thing. Well, you could also, you know, you could do the same thing with your house. You could, you could find a house on the market split it up into tokens, sell those tokens for a profit and live in the house for free. Well, you won't be living in for free. You'd, you'd be paying dividends to the, to the token mm -hmm. holders, I guess, but. Or still, I mean, building like, a, you know, a, an office building, you know, if you need that initial investment, why go through the, you know, old fashioned pen and paper thing when we have a better, more secure solution. With well, yeah, you, that's true. You could, you could, yeah, you could sell uh, the offices in a block. One Isn't by there one. a platform even out there? 
that's selling. I don't think it's office. I think it's real estate, possibly somewhere in America. They've bought a load of houses or something, and they're selling kind of, yeah, bits of them off. But I can't remember the project's name. You're on about realty. Um, ah, yes, I think I am. Yeah. Do you know realty. much about it? Uh, I was tempted. I looked, I looked into it, and basically it earns you a yield, a, di- a dividend. Yeah, right, okay. Of uh, about 10 or 11%. And you right. can buy a fraction of a house, um, a share of a house for like as low as fifty dollars. Okay. And and I'm like, okay, it'd be cool to like own a bit of property because I've never been a property owner before. Owner before. So I was gonna buy some and then I thought, hold on a minute, eleven percent. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not great, is it? You can make no. a lot more off uh, some uh, liquidity farming projects, so <laughs> yeah. Anything waste, waste my time. Four thousand percent. Yeah. Don't get out of bed for less than ten thousand <laughs> percent. I was also thinking, um, you know how Yelp are assholes. Yeah, like they they get all these reviews for restaurants and stuff, but they'll only show the the bad reviews of these oh, right. restaurants other businesses. I've never really I've messed with Yelp. I never look at it because they're assholes, right? So basically, what they do is they'll only so, they'll only show the bad reviews unless the businesses pay up, right? Fortune, right? Wow. Um, this is the perfect app for the blockchain, and I looked it up, and somebody actually tried it, but it was during the last I, you know, ICO craze, and yeah, I don't know how serious of a project it was, but it didn't seem to go anywhere. Well, there's the thing, like that kind of tells you where we are right now. There's, there's so many projects coming out and they're all making money. Yeah. Um, and you can make money on all of them. That just tells you, like, you know, we're in that phase where people are just launching stuff. And it's almost hard to lose, isn't it? Like you said, you can just pick anything off CoinGecko, buy 10 quid's worth, and a week later it's worth 50 quid. This is great. Yeah. Um, but like I was saying to Alistair, I think the best time to be in. Like, I kind of miss the bear market now. Mm. Like, all right. I love it. I love the bull run right now. I love it because I'm making money. And everything that I've picked in the bear market has performed. And, you know, the worst thing that I've picked is at least tripled. <laughs> like, um, but in a bear market, there's not so many scams. And I'd say the majority of all of the projects that you look at are real projects because the money's not there. True. And whether that's true next time, if we have another bear market, I don't know if that's going to be true next time or not. Hopefully it is because it gives us a chance to, to find the good ones. Mm, that's true. It's <laughs> a good point. I think, uh, yeah, like you said, nice, I just missed, wish I'd bought more. <laughs> Always the case, isn't it? Just yeah. having the balls to do it when everything's at rock bottom. Well, I mean that. I mean, it's. I don't think it's going to be long until we get to the point where it's time to be like, right, it's time to move out of the risky ones and put them into mm. the solid ones. Yeah, I know what you mean. How long do you reckon it's going to last this uh, bull run? Do you reckon we've got weeks, months, or years left? What's your? What do you reckon, uh, Nick? What do you reckon? How long is this bull run going to last? Well, don't know for sure. Maybe a month or two. You think a month or two? What yeah. about you, Alistair? I think um, everything just kind of 
to an extent it takes bitcoin's lead doesn't it and if bitcoin follows its pattern it could go to the end of the year but there's a lot of talk about the pattern being broken this cycle um it's already looking a little bit overextended as it is and uh you know to me it's a yeah but is it though i i think um I think it is, especially if you look at, you know, that um, pie cycle thing. Um, when you have like this, uh, uh, I can't remember the, the, the numbers on it, but um, it is looking like, you know, this, like, I think it's like the fucking 111 day average uh, versus what we got. 150 uh, 350 over 111 so to the like i don't know if you guys have seen this um indicator before the one that got highlighted so you've got the green and the yellow line um not these horizontal lines these kind of angled lines here yeah so the yellow I'm line, circling it here yeah the yellow line is a, a 111 day moving average so it's basically you know you take the average price of the last 111 days the green line is the same thing, uh, but for 350 days, and then you double it, right? So basically what it's saying, you know... I've like, got the colors the other way around. I'm green and orange. All right, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's no, that's fine, though. No, the, the yellow... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yellow so, one is for, um, the 111 day, isn't it? I think that would be... It would be, right? Um, even though the... the the yeah, the green the green is the longer period because it's moving less. Um, yeah, it's just above the yellow one because you're doubling it, right? Um, yeah. So basically, these lines, with these moving averages, um, what they're looking at is different levels of confidence. So if I take, you know, the one-week moving average, this is, you know, the average price of the previous week. It's not really much to go on, right? You're, you're not going to guarantee that the price is going to stay roughly where it's been the last week. But the last one year's worth of price, um, you average that out. That's like, you know, if it falls below that, then you know you're in serious trouble, right? Um, now, yeah, but ideally you want to be sold before it gets to that point. Whatever, whatever. You know, it's just a matter of confidence. You know, the bigger, the, the more days you take the average of, um, the more safe that is in a sense. So here we've got the 350-day one, and that's the, the green line, wherever it is. Um, do you know how to hide your, your drawing lines, Rob? There we go. So the, the green line is you take the 350 day moving average. So this is like a really safe, conservative average price and you double it, you double that price. And that basically means if, if you take the 111 one and it crosses the 350 day one, then that means you're kind of kind of safe price is going above your 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 really safe price um and that's when people start thinking okay maybe now maybe now we're getting a bit too far away from a safe uh stable base maybe now we need a correction and if you look through bitcoin's history you'll see that when these lines cross that's when the downturn happens that's when you reach a top yeah um, looking at 2017 it called it perfectly it called it perfectly. It's always only been like a, you know, a few days off at most. Um, now, you and know, the chart doesn't go back further than that because of the, you know, it needs, it needs yeah. 
So we are pretty close to these lines meeting, as you can see. However, worryingly close, isn't it? Worryingly close, but it's not a guarantee. This is not um, a necessarily predictive. This is something that has been found that does happen to fit the the cycles. Um, it, it it might be um, it might be overfitted as as it's called. You can have something that uh, it happens to fit historical data, but it doesn't necessarily. The, the kind of general example is with people that are trying to make an AI that will drive a video game car around the track. Maybe they can train it really well so it, it can do it perfectly. But if you're only training it on a single track and then you try and put yeah. it on a different track, it's not yeah, going to yeah. follow that track. It's going to follow the one that it was trained on. This, in effect, has been trained on historical data and it just so happens to fit the pattern. It doesn't necessarily have to fit future patterns. And I... I reckon that might be the case because when you do the same thing with Ethereum or any other coin, it doesn't match up at all. It doesn't, you know, make any sense. So it might be. No, I think, yeah, this is only for Bitcoin. But why? Why does Bitcoin have a different, um, you know, uh, psychology in a sense here than anything else? Mm. I'm not saying it, it shouldn't, but it's a question worth asking. And I think people go on these graphs a little bit with a bit too much trust. Um, it's it, it, it doesn't metric. make me worry though you know don't, don't get me wrong and uh yeah i think i think it's going to make a lot of people worry and then in that case thing is though how close, close how close are the lines though i mean if you look here the lines stay closed for ages and we even break through the lines a couple times which if do you know one thing right you know when you first start out and you go oh yeah you just buy it down here and you just sell it up there it's easy Right, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, when you're in it, like now, you, you, I mean, we've all felt some, some, uh, we've all been a bit worried, you know, at times over the last like few months. Like we've all been thinking, oh, is this it? Is this it? You know? Yeah. But that's that's like that's the time to put money in. No, not financial advice. Oh, by the way, everything in this video is not financial advice. We are not financial advisors. We're just some people on the internet. We don't know what we're talking about. Don't follow anything we say. If you do, you stand, you know, you make sure that you're prepared to lose it. But um, did, uh, did you hear about the chimpanzee that would throw uh, darts at, um, at uh, a bunch at of ICOs? And and it became one of the best traders on Wall Street. Oh, that means well, actually. It didn't belong to it didn't belong to Belfort, did it? Got the reference. Got the reference. Um, but yeah, no, so here, I mean we've we've crashed through it a couple of times. Great question. Does anyone know if that indicator is used for other sort of financial markets like stocks and stuff, or is it just I purely been used for crypto I found or purely for Bitcoin, that's it, right. I found this indicator watching uh, Crown's crypto case. Okay. And this guy, he's been, like, his dad was doing charts and then he started doing charts at a young age. And he doesn't, uh, I don't, I think he has an amount of, of Bitcoin that he holds, but he mainly, um, he mainly just trades it. He's not really, he doesn't really see the, I don't want to say he doesn't see the future potential in it, but he's more of a trader than a holder. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so basically, like, I, he showed the chart, and he's like, "Look, here's a chart, and it it picked the top. Okay, here's another chart that picks the top. 
when you pick this chart and that chart and a bunch of other signals and everything lines up at the same time and everything says this is a top, chances are it's a top. So this is just, it's just one thing. I mean, that's what charts are. It's just, yeah, it's so there's like one tool in your toolkit sort of thing. Yeah, and it's just, it's something to help you, um, it's to help you make your decision. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, Interesting, but, but but here it's you know it's been close for quite a while. Yeah, good point. And here it's it's pretty close, yeah. Mm. But I mean, who knows? Man. One of the, what do you guys, Rob? If you have um, that, uh, in fact, I can send you the link for it to make it easy because I might even have it open. Um, you can share the page if you've got anything ready. You mean share my screen? If you want, yeah. Can do that, yeah. Uh, let me just do exactly that. Oh, we've got two people watching, boys. Uh, one of those. <laughs> we, we had three, but we obviously bored one. Yeah. <laughs> one of the, is, are, are you the other one? Is it just us? No, no, no. One, I'm not. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> just got two devices down there. <laughs> All the spare phones he could find. <laughs> Are you questioning that we've got like 12 million? Stories? I was just going to mention this Dr. Phone Decay. Yeah. What, yeah. What's your thoughts on this one? Ooh, this is my favorite one um, because this one is not dealing just with technical analysis. It's not just looking at graph patterns, it's dealing with fundamentals. Yeah. This is, I think, a, a good argument for it. Exactly. Um, and there's an updated one as well. Uh, I don't have it uh, saved to my bookmarks, but it's a similar thing, but also includes uh, gold and silver and they're, they're, they're following the same patterns as well. Um, so I'll just, I'll, I'll explain it, you know, again to anybody that's not familiar with it. Stock to flow is really simple. It's basically how much Bitcoin do we have currently in existence versus how much new Bitcoin is entering circulation every day. You just divide the two, right? You get you get one over the other. Um, so if you if you get a really high number, then that means that the new amount of Bitcoin coming in is low, right? And you can see here it gets quite high. This is like the black line, because at this point in time we're going to get very little Bitcoin coming into circulation because we can predict how much Bitcoin is going to come in. Whereas at the beginning you know, every block would give out 50 Bitcoins and there wasn't that much stock to begin with. Uh, there wasn't that much Bitcoin in circulation. So the number was quite low. Um, so we, uh, we can see this number go up and up and up is good in this case. It, it's a measure of scarcity. It's a measure of how rare it is. And the more scarce it is, you know, supply and demand says that it has its value should go up. Um, now, the best thing about Bitcoin is that its stock to flow is much more predictable than any other asset. We don't know how much gold is going to be mined in the future. We, we can't really and, look that far ahead. And if the price of gold goes up, more miners start, start mining, which, exactly. which then increases the amount of gold produced every day. You can't do that with Bitcoin. That's right. And, you know, we might find an asteroid with like the 100 Olympic swimming pools worth of you know, gold, like it's, it's unlikely, but it's still more likely than us going above 21 million Bitcoin. Do you know what I mean? 
we, we can be really, really sure about the amount of Bitcoin in circulation and the flow or the, the, the emission of new Bitcoin over time, you know, not 100%, but pretty close. And that's why we can, you know, we're here right now, but we can draw that line into the future, you know. Um, we know the, the, the mining schedule. Now, this is a wonderful model because if you look at the price, you can see how it, it really wants to hug close to this line. And actually, over time, the closer, it, the more closely it does hug it. So here you can see it's like all being flattened out. And uh, you can see just the, the price of Bitcoin versus its stock to flow, assuming stock to flow is flat. And you can see it just, it doesn't want to leave too far away from this line. So if this pattern continues and the new, um, the new model that they've made that can, uh, that, that does the same thing for gold and silver follows this exact same pattern, then that means we can have some pretty good predictions on a fundamental basis, not a technical basis, but fundamentals about what Bitcoin's price is going to be. Um, so a lot of people are talking about us reaching a hundred thousand, you know, by 2024, say, give or take. Um, but yeah, you can see on these steps, it often overshoots it. Right. And then corrects. So we could reach a hundred, 200,000, 300, even, you know, by near the end of the year. I it, know, man. I know, dude. It's possible. <laughs> Uh, but th this is a logarithmic um, scale here, right? We're going, we're multiplying by 10 all the time. So this doesn't look like a big jump, but here we're approaching a million, right? It, oh man, I would love to see what five years. In that on a linear, on a linear chart. Because it'd yeah. be completely different. It, it would look very different. You wouldn't be able to see these details. This is why it's useful to have it on log, but you would get the scale of it, right? Looking um, at that, it's spot on at the moment, isn't it? It's so close, you know. If if anything, it's a little bit too aggressive, right? Because you look at, you know, here it was like it was lagging behind this line, uh, but here you've got like I don't know, Tesla, you know, made the news and a lot of people threw their money in and it went up and it corrected a little bit. But on a logarithmic chart, it's hardly even noticeable. Um, you know, uh, if this continues its pattern then you know we're talking 28th of june 2026 you know so that's like five years and a bit uh bitcoin is 20 times its price um no guarantees that that will happen but for it not to happen i think something fundamental has to change right so you know a government has to make it illegal or whatever you know or something better comes out <laughs> um but it's looking like it's going to, and by the way, if it overshoots here again, uh, like it tends to do on these steps up, then we're talking, you know, two or three million for Bitcoin. Three to five. That'd be nice. Get another drink. <laughs> yeah, it'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Um, but yeah, the, nice. I think the best thing about it is that it's, this is, unlike that, you know, um, that last chart that we were showing where, you know, the, 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 moving averages and stuff. That's all just based yeah. on analyzing price action on the chart. This is based on fundamentals. It's based on- Yeah, that's why I board, like this better. You know, and, uh, the, and, and a lot of people know this model as well, and they're all banking on it. And I think, again, markets, they like, they, they do these self-fulfilling prophecies. I was just going to say the same. Yeah, if everybody already believes it, then that's just where it goes because markets are weird like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of does work, doesn't it? It is weird, but it's sort of true, I guess. 
So, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Now this is this is my favorite chart um, of Bitcoin, and this is one of the things that really kind of sold this me. Is the one I want to come true. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Cool. Stop presenting, mate. I just yes. missed out on the last uh, minute of that because my earbuds cut out. I think we were just already know yeah. basically. Just kind of saying we prefer it because it's more fundamental than technical analysis. And also, we just hope that one comes true. Yeah, <laughs> we, we like to make numbers um, better. Lots of uh, self-fulfilling prophecies in markets where yeah. if everybody already thinks it's going to happen, then that's that's where it goes. Well, I'm going to go grab a drink well, as well and a phone charger. Back in two. What was that I heard recently? Um is it Morgan Stanley are now offering Bitcoin to their clients that have over $2 million, <laughs> but no one else. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It seems to be that there's a lot of people asking, um, asking the big banks, just saying, look, you know, why, why don't you offer us Bitcoin? Why isn't the there's all these people making loads of money on Bitcoin. How come you're not offering it to us, essentially? So, so um, can you explain? Because I think I understand, but could use some extra, um, you know, opinions about this. I, I've been hearing that I think it's JP Morgan are trying to make it into an ETF, an exchange traded fund. Uh, I believe what that means is that it can be traded using the same. Uh, you know, apparatus that stocks and anything else can be traded. Yeah, if you're, I mean, from what I've heard, um, and I'm no expert, there's a load of people that manage their retirement funds, their stocks, their shares, and they all do it through one platform or portal. And all it means really for them is that when an ETF is launched, it just means that a new Bitcoin button will show up. Mm. And they can just, you know, and it's there inside the um, inside the platform that they're comfortable with, the platform that they use. Um, so yeah, it just like the main retail uh, investors can really start to feel comfortable and make well, it easy just, for them. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, it's 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 the same thing as like buying gold, right? Um, they. If you're going to buy gold, the best thing to do in all reality, well, one one way to do it would be to actually buy the physical gold. But then you have to have it delivered and you have to keep it safe and then you can get robbed and you need to make sure that you've got good security. And some people might just, you know, some people might not want to take on that responsibility. So then they buy paper gold. Which isn't as good as real gold because you've got to trust that the piece of paper or the digital piece of paper that you have on the website is actually backed by gold and they could be lying to you. I could have a kilo of gold and I could sell it 10 times over. No one would know unless they all sold at the same time. Hmm. So, I mean, essentially, if, if, if you want to trade ETFs, it might be in your, you might prefer it if it was, if it was a, a, a paper gold rather than real gold because you can step in and out of it with ease a few clicks on a mouse and you're in and out of, of gold and that's essentially what 
what Bitcoin Bitcoin will be added to that to that list of options. So it will just be another thing that you buy. You won't have to know how to back up a seed phrase. You won't have to. If anything goes wrong, there's a company that you can call and just say, "Where's my money?" And they're responsible for your funds, essentially. It's a, I suppose it's, it's kind of already going that way, isn't it? Like with you know PayPal jumping on board, and you've got others, haven't you? Uh, Revolut, well, or yeah, whatever Pay- called, do it, and PayPal there's, do there's various, isn't there? Yeah, you can buy Bitcoin on PayPal. That's essentially that's an ETF. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Mm. It's uh, ETF is is electronically traded fund, which is essentially what PayPal's doing. I suppose I've kind of got mixed feelings on that one. Like I think it's great that it does make it more accessible to a lot of people who maybe aren't at all technical or interested but oh, at the yeah, same time time. i think it's kind of going against the sort of moral principles of bitcoin if you know what i mean it's just <clears throat> you know what i mean don't you i mean i kind of think the whole point is to be responsible for your own money and to take I that think... power into your own hands whereas buying it on paypal and letting them hold it you kind of yeah it's just just feels wrong <laughs> Yeah, it's still you know we're we just take it halfway um it's still better than fiat in the sense that you know there's not a central bank that can control the supply this is true yeah yeah Um, and there is going to be some centralization just for the sake of convenience i mean people are so lazy so and i think that's it i think a lot of people kind of want that don't they and i think like paypal getting involved very much legitimizes it to a lot i think uh, a lot of people saw it as dodgy money for drug dealing and stuff on the dark web until paypal got involved and then they thought oh well paypal say it's okay and if you're a bully person and you want to make money from bitcoin then having it as a you know an etf uh it's available to you know more people then um this is a good thing Mm. yeah yeah but but another thing to think about though is that when when satoshi wrote the white paper and designed bitcoin it was designed as a peer-to-peer cash and the transactions at the time were super cheap and that was what it was designed to be and it just so happens that now it's it's switched from a peer-to-peer cash and a currency it's not really a currency anymore and it's become a commodity and it's more of a store of value or well an accelerated store of value and so the thing because it's a piece of software that can be upgraded and added to means that what bitcoin is today isn't necessarily what Bitcoin will be in another 10 years from now. True. Like it could take so many different life or so many different forms. And well, I mean, that's not even getting started with Ethereum and all the other things that are being built. Everything's just, you know, it's, I don't know, I guess it's, I think Bitcoin's always going to be the daddy. Yeah. I don't think Bitcoin's gonna, you know, I don't think they're gonna change the code because that would just shake up trust in it. Um, well, you've got Lightning, you got the Lightning Network, which makes it it's like a, a separate like thing, though, isn't it? Right. I mean, I it's suppose like, you say they're not going to change the code, but they kind of do constantly, but only very minor changes. I think they're very um, conservative with the changes, aren't they? And they yeah. don't do anything fast, and you know, it goes through a lot of rounds of kind of critique i guess before they change anything bitcoin's generally, like a tree it's like I the suppose, tree from yeah. lord of the rings <laughs> <laughs> an end it kind of is the old it? yeah the old wise end 
<laughs> but no, I think the big things that everyone agrees on, like you said, like the limited supply and stuff, I don't think they'll ever change that because everyone believes that there should only be 21 million, or yeah. at least the majority do. And those who don't can this... fork it and make their own coin. Yeah, when if if there, if if a but if fifty one percent of the the network got together and said, "Hey, we need to print an extra ten million Bitcoin," then surely there would be a fork, and one fork would be the twenty one million, and the other would be the thirty one. I suppose and then that's it true. Would be, I mean, I and then it would Bitcoin be a boat, just... a boat with your money. Yeah, I guess Bitcoin is just the brand name, if you like. But I suppose it's whatever fork you want to follow. Whether you want to call it Bitcoin or whatever you want to call well, it, yeah, I guess it, it's just it can, where you want to put your money in. The market speaks, it I guess. Lot, it can be different things to different people, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I mean, some people, right. some people say Bitcoin, but what they mean is cryptocurrency. True. And some people yeah. say cryptocurrency, but what they mean is, well, no, it's really everyone says Bitcoin. Like, if you don't understand the difference, then you just know Bitcoin, probably. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. I'd, but then I don't I'd know. Like if, to know I'd like to know what people's opinions are. I, I wonder how many of the, the world's population have all heard about this $69 million NFT. And, and I'd love to know what they think it is, like in their minds, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't say Bitcoin. It's not related to Bitcoin. Well, it is related to Bitcoin, but it's not on the Bitcoin network. And it's like, I wonder if people have added those dots together. <laughs> I think a lot probably not. Start making people think more about blockchain and Bitcoin in itself. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but to me, that that's the interesting thing. It's not Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin, yes, is interesting, but blockchain is more interesting. Bitcoin is just a gateway drug. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, that's what gets you hooked. And uh... well, Doge is actually probably the gateway. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. For a lot of people, I mean, that's the first coin I bought. What was the first one you bought? Sorry, Rob, I missed that. Doge. Well, I originally... Oh, really? The first time... Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever bought cryptocurrency was probably, I don't know, 2000... Mid, probably mid-teens, probably 2014, 15, something like that. I don't remember. Right. And I don't remember what triggered me, but I clicked on something and... I was like, okay, I'll buy a quid's worth. Right? I was in England at the time. So I went to buy a quid's worth, and then I'm going to do the, the transaction. And it tells me, my bank account tells me that it's going to cost me uh, £10 in international transaction fees. So by this point, I'd already gone through all of the steps, and I was just like, I don't have enough, I think. So I just went, well, oh, fuck it, I'll still buy a quid's worth. So basically, I spent 11 quid and I bought one quid's worth of Bitcoin and then forgot all about it. And I've got it somewhere. I don't know how to access it. It's probably a good job I didn't find it. Um, but I did look at it. I, I found it a few years ago and it was worth nine quid. So I still didn't get back my ten pound <laughs> transaction fee, but it's probably worth a lot more now. Yeah, if I'd have known, like that's a ten x, a nine x investment. That's that's still pretty good. Yeah. So then after that, like you know, I never, I, I didn't pay much attention to it. I just bought a quid's worth and then forgot all about it. 
Um, but that just kind of shows you like how much you don't know about yeah. something. Like even later on in 2017, when I bought some crypto, I still didn't have a clue. When and and then bef- Sorry, before God. that, I bought I bought Dogecoin. A friend of mine said, "Oh, I'm buying twenty dollars worth of Dogecoin. I'm going to buy a hundred thousand Dogecoin for twenty dollars. And if it goes to a dollar, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's just recently happened this run. It's the same thing, and it still hasn't reached a dollar. Uh, if it reaches a dollar, um, then I'll have a hundred grand. And it never reached a dollar, but my twenty dollars went to two hundred dollars. I sold it." And if I'd have held on to it to the end of 2017, it would have been two grand for $20. It's sickening, isn't it, when you sell and then it carries on like going crazy. Well, by that point, time and time again. By that point, I'd already made made money. The reason I sold uh, sold it for 200 was because I was already investing in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies by then, and I was more into it. Yeah. So I sold it to buy something I thought was going to pump hard. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Like if you bought think... Bitcoin back in the day and you had, you know, you, you bought like 500 of them, by the time it reached like $200,000 worth, you'd be like, oh, I better start selling this off now, you know? And you yeah, know, that would fucking kill you because you'd be like, I would be a billionaire now. <laughs> Suppose it would. Like the, the whole pizza guy thing. If I'd, if I'd have held on to that. Hundred thousand doge right now, it'd be worth five thousand eight hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's nice, but it's nothing to like, you know, kill yourself for. Mm. No, it's, but it's not bad off twenty quid though, is it? That, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like so many people go, "Oh, yeah, I wish I'd have had the opportunity to understand Bitcoin when it was worth a dollar." Yeah, but yeah, it's like you just said, you won't hold it until now. You'd be yeah. like, oh my God, I'm rich. I've got a thousand. Yeah. yeah. It's true, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose the only way you might are the people who have forgot about it and then suddenly find it again. They're yeah. the really lucky ones, I guess. But Which is why yeah. the, probably the best piece of advice that I, I have yet to follow is don't sell it all. And yeah. Never sell. Somebody said, uh, I was watching... Um, Omar on uh, Crypto's News. He's a mainly Ethereum channel. He had this guy on this morning or yesterday called Griffin Green, and he's a bit of a hippie, but uh, he's it's like a proper Bitcoiner, and he's into some projects as well. And um, he's just like always. He'll always say like, "Don't sell more than half ever, no matter what." Don't sell more I than should half. listen to that advice. There's been so many yeah. times that I've sold stuff and it's gone. 10, 100 times more, and I've just thought, great. But I mean, yeah. if, you, if you, I mean, I suppose you, you should a, be gone. If you make a TEDx and you sell half, okay, well, you've made a load of money. Yeah. If it then doubles again and you sell half, you've made a load more money. And then if it doubles again and you sell half, like you can always sell half. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It goes back to what you and I were talking about before. I think we were all talking about it is, you know, the, the mentality that, if you look back, you can see how you would have maximized your gains. Yeah. But you can't maximize and you can forget about it. Maybe once in your whole trading career, you can maximize, you know, mm. the best possible trade. You can't, you know, that's it. You shouldn't dwell on profit, that. You know, get safe profits, have something in there in case you're wrong and it, and it keeps going up. Yeah. You know? And I suppose I, that's it. If you should say it as I, if you've made a few quid, then well done. You've done all right. You've not lost money. 
if you know whether you've made 10 quid 100 quid a thousand quid exactly you know, it's, if, if you're in it for the long run i think it's really important to have this mentality and just for your own psychology as well rob and i were you know we watched um what was that for your cycle guy um bob lucas bob lucas you yeah. know he's like, and like you know guys like you and know the, if you haven't guys, seen the four year cycle video uh series like i'm not asking you to watch like 20 hours of shit but just just subscribe to bob lucas l o uh l u k o u s and uh and just the and just watch his... the bell but i'm not sure if i watched any of his stuff just watch so... his last video and watch his next video he, he yeah. publishes a video like every three months or something it's right, not very okay. awesome so in terms of like trading psychology, you know, because I think if you're going to trade, you also have to beyond just make money is also not go crazy. You know, yeah, yeah, in the long run, you know, there's I think in, in, in especially as risky and volatile as crypto, um, I think there's more losers than there are winners. And, mm. you know, it's better to be half a winner than a complete loser, isn't it? It's true. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent winner, but you know, middle ground. I suppose that's it. Wins a win, whatever the win is. I guess. I mean, yeah. you can have them quite consistently as well if you go with it this way. And I think it's like dollar cost averaging. You know, there's people that try and time the market perfectly, but people who are just, I'm, I'm just going to put money in at like two o'clock every Sunday. They make more money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do actually. There was. Uh, Warren Buffett did a challenge with some hedge fund managers and he said, right, we've got 10 years to see who makes more money. I'm just going to throw my money into the, you know, like S and P 500 and uh, you guys do all like your fancy, you know, trading, you know, like advanced stuff. He made more money in the end. He just threw it's time in the market matters more than timing the market. Mm. And not only do you make more money, but you keep your sanity as well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's far less stressful, I suppose. It's only <laughs> that you can make more money otherwise, unless you're really lucky. Like I've been saying to Alistair, like I've been saying to everybody for the last three years, like just uh, loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of stuff. And uh, like, I think once you start looking in once you go down the rabbit hole once you take the orange pill once you start looking into why bitcoin is bitcoin and blah 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 it makes all of this stuff so interesting whereas before cryptocurrencies it's like i've never been interested i mean i don't care how much i might like a brand i, I mean i was a complete playstation head for like five years straight like that was my life. I went to work just to fund my PlayStation habit, right? That was that was it. But I never once did I think, oh, I'll buy some some Sony PlayStation stock or some Sony stock, whatever. I never thought I'll put my money into this company that I believe so much in. Mm. Never, because it's yeah. boring. Well, that's just uh, for your information, think... if it's not met Rob. He goes through like these obsessions <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I do. Websites and it's drones. And that is, Bitcoin uh, crypto has been an extended <laughs> one, actually. <laughs> yeah, so... After this bull run, it'll be gone onto something else. No, 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 no. It'll just stay. I have a theory about this, and, and the theory is, is that I, I've always found these um, 
these I've always found a passion in something. So first thing was probably like uh, websites, right? The first time I went on the internet, I was like, this is amazing. Wow. I wonder how they do that. I want to know how to put that information on the screen. So I learned how, I, you know, a friend gave me a Cliff Notes HTML book and, and, and that was it. I just then got into that. I got into like a, a bit of a macromedia flash animation stuff. We used to teamed up with this guy in, in Ireland that I've never met. And we um, we were both messing around with Flash and we made like these little apps and stuff. And, um, and it, was, it was fun. And then as soon as you take something that you enjoy, I mean, that was another thing also. It was like the dream was to be able to make money using a computer instead of doing physical shit. Like I want to earn money sitting at a computer because I love computers, right? And <laughs> so you get pretty comfortable building websites or whatever. And then you're like, right, I'm ready to charge money. And then all of a sudden you get a message from a friend going, you can make websites, can't you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do you want? Like, 200 pounds, mate. That's my price. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so you, you, you take the offer and you start building this website. And you soon start to realize that something that you had as a hobby which was enjoyable because you did it for you is not fun once you're doing it for money for someone else because as soon as you take that thing and present it to them they're like okay i want you to change this change that that's the one color this needs to move in there mm. and it's like yeah. oh, oh, it's I like it. um, <laughs> you know sometimes even that is fun because you know the client will give you an interesting problem that you don't know how to solve and it's an opportunity to learn the problem is that it's such a saturated market now, not just making websites, but all kind of plastic software engineering uh, is so saturated. It was a cool thing. And, you know, everybody that I went to university with to study computer science, we were all in it for the money. We all grew up on the stories of, you know, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and all of these guys. And See, I was I, never really in it for the money. I just, I just honestly found it like, like you were saying, I get addicted. I find something and my yeah. whole world becomes. Uh, no, of course. Mate, like I started programming when I was like 10 years old, you know, I didn't know what money was. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? But, okay. Yeah. You know, you, you still hear the stories right. and you're like, oh, mate, I, I'm in the perfect fucking because this is making billionaires left, right, and center. And now we're just, uh, you know, we're just regular working schmucks doing our nine to five for a very average salary, you know. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's because it's a saturated market. Everybody's doing it now. It's not interesting. It's not even considered challenging. People just throw you challenges. It... Oh, he's a magician. He'll do it. Right? I suppose it was quite niche, wasn't it, back in the day? Whereas now, program is taught at school it's like exactly everybody's doing it now you know what? yeah so it's it's considered a new um form of literacy at this point that not everybody is literate at quite yet but it's everybody's saying this is something that everybody has to know a little bit about well and also things that everybody has well. to know a little bit of maths you know we things all get easier as well building building a website today now it's just drag and drop you don't know how to mm. don't need to know how to code Exactly. And, uh, you know, and, and it's the same thing with anything. As time progresses, it, 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 it gets built to reach a bigger market because there's money in it. Yeah. 
so, so it becomes easier like a, so more people can start to use it this is a nice transition though because um i was watching ivan on tech and he did this really great stream about moving into blockchain full-time and i thought it was going to be all about being a trader and it's not blockchain is an industry in itself and it's an emerging emerging industry that doesn't just need programmers every job that you can have yeah. that involves computers basically uh they need people like that now in blockchain if you can That's do mar like marketing yeah stuff like you that. Need that if you can do copywriting you need to understand blockchain you know yeah uh, it's legal stuff like that probably all that stuff like it pretty yeah. much any job that involves a computer um there is a job now for it in blockchain but it pays more because now you're not just doing the thing you also have to understand what blockchain is and uh, that puts, now that's not a saturated market. Not many people understand what blockchain is. To just understand that's it, if you go far ahead competition, yeah. that you can make triple the average salary of a similar job. Do you think it will be 10 years down the line? Do you think it it's will be? It's going to saturate itself as well, you know? Yeah. It's going to be huge. It's be everything. You know, trading gonna... is one way of making money off it. I reckon, actually, if you work in the industry for a while, you can make a lot more of it, especially if you take that bigger salary and then trade it. Yeah, true. Yeah. You get the salary of Bitcoin. Also, if, you're, if you're in the industry a while, you start to understand the cycles. You'd be like, right, okay, it's been it's that time. I'm going to stick it into a stable coin. Okay, all right. There's these few projects I've heard that have got good teams. I'll stick like 10 grand in that one and 15 grand in this one. Yeah. I mean, look, guys, I was looking up salaries for um, Solidity programming, which is the language for Ethereum. Um, starting salary, £100,000. Do you know nice. what I mean? An average. It's insane. It, it's absolutely mm. fun. And it's not a difficult, pro it's one of the easiest programming languages. It's just nobody knows it. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, it's not just technical, you know, it's everything. Every, every, any job you can do a computer, you can triple your salary by doing it in the blockchain industry. Um, I think that's something we just kind of forget, you know, or we don't realize. Um, everybody thinks I'm just going to buy and sell a, a, a token of sorts. Um, and you get involved, you know, like build the, the ecosystem. Mm. Start yeah. a live stream. Start a live stream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing well, how yeah, much I mean, you can make out of that. Yeah, it gets popular. Popular. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's like, I, mean, I, mean, like, I want to get in, I want to jump in, but I don't know where I can get in. I, I'm not formally trained in anything. I have a good understanding of how um, some blockchains work, and there's too many that no one can ever know everything. But it's like, I'm just waiting for the opportunity to I've jump into something. people who have just took a liking to a project early on in its sort of kind of time and you know just yeah you gotta be yeah early. they've just yeah got in on it and i mean I, I know a guy who got in on uptrend um the social media thing and yeah he basically just got in really early thought it was kind of neat used it a lot and he got spotted by kind of some of the people higher up in it and yeah now he's like one of the kind of core team and yeah, I think there's about seven or eight core members who are kind of, yeah, running it. And then, what's his name? Who that's uptrend up with two ends, by the way. What's that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's well up in there and I think doing very well for himself out of it. So, yeah, I think it's just, um, 
yeah, finding it, getting in early. And like I said, I don't think he's got huge kind of computer knowledge or anything. He's, he does more with the marketing side of it. But yeah, he was just on there, sort of just out of the kind of an interest in the project. Um, I suppose plugged it a lot to other people and yeah, just uh, got noticed. So yeah, I guess you can. Yeah, I mean, and anything you could do, like making a website for, you know, normal client, you, you'll make a lot more money making the same website for somebody trying to make a, a shit coin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to write a blog, write, write it for something involved in blockchain, you'll make more money. Mm. And by the way, guys, I'm conscious of my cousins uh, that you you guys aren't talking. I, are you guys involved? Like, are you buying? Um, are you investing? Well, um, currently, to be honest, I don't have a lot of money to invest. I have some expenses, but I did um, a year ago. I did a year ago, and I can say it is about 20x from last year. And I was trading a lot with uh, Bitcoin and Stella, and uh, basically, I don't remember. But yeah, normally small coins. And um, it's been absolutely great. The fun part was that for about three months when I invested the, the initial amount, I got um, uh, blocked out of my Coinbase account. So I didn't know what actually was happening. And then after three months, I opened it and it was like, oh shit, that's three times my money. Pleasant <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Gotta tell him who I am now. Very, very pleasant surprise. I think it was even more than three months, but yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and after that, I was just starting playing a little bit with... Um, Do you get access back to it? Yep, I did. Um, I actually clicked it. Uh, Fuck Coinbase, man. I'm done with Coinbase. Yeah, <laughs> no, after that, I'm done also. So I downloaded the app, and I logged in through the app. And I sent the amount I sent... The, in, a, in a personal wallet everything in a personal wallet and then I uh, open the Binance account so yeah and to be honest I'm quite happy I, I don't know what I'm doing I've lost some money during the um, the last drop it was really really fun because I did obviously whatever I had in my mind absolutely the opposite so. <laughs> oh it's oh, you sold the them. Case. did you sell them what you sold some on yeah, the crash on the dip? Yep, I did. That's the I thing. Sold low and I know. Because yeah. like that that is your that's your buy signal. Like you have to you have to I know. tell yeah. like you have to be in a position. You have to be thinking this is really painful. This is terrible. Like my life is ending. Buy more. I sold a decent exactly. chunk at about 49k and now I'm kicking myself a bit, but. I know, I know. But yeah, generally speaking, it's fun and I'm getting a grasp on it. So it's good. Uh, the problem is time. I don't have a lot of time to, to um, get more involved. And it has to do a lot of with reading. And I read a lot for my work and I don't want to read anymore during my free time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah like we were saying earlier, I think before we started the live stream, it can take up so much time. It's so immersive, isn't it? You get to sort of start on some, just go down that rabbit hole, and three days later, you, you 
realize how much you don't know and want to read more. But again, it, well, the, you know, if you trust in the long-term growth of the, you know, the essay, it doesn't. You don't need to know anything. Just pick a time and just throw money in, and uh, you don't need to do anything fancy, really. There is some psychological. A lot of it is psychological. It's mo it's all psychological, really. But I mean, for me, right? I mean, I haven't sold any to take profits yet, and I should have. The smart thing to do would be like, okay everybody's like okay it's time to take some profits time to take some profits and i'm just like nah not yet we're not there yet we're going higher we're going higher i'm i'm, I'm in i'm in and it's like, are wrecked <laughs> and then and then it crashes like 30 percent over the next week or so and you're just like i should have fucking listened to everyone i should have took out just took out like you know some an amount like five ten percent just took it out because then i'd have it to put in but so here's my psychology and this is i'm somebody that's been through the last like two months of the 2017 bull run so i've experienced that but this where we are right now is new to me I, this is the first time i've been in this position where i'm already invested and we're on our way up because it might seem like we're near the top to you guys but i believe that you're gonna know when we're near the top I think last time I, I made the big mistake of just chasing, you know, if it kind of, I sold a bit and then sold a bit more and then I'd end up putting it back in thinking, oh, it's still going higher. And yeah, FOMO would really get it. me. No, and I last time I lost so much money chasing it. But You can't, you can't chase anything. You need to make your decision, do yeah. it with conviction. You, if you are sure that this coin is about to explode, make sure that you put enough in that when it explodes, it's going to make a difference to your account. But if it doesn't explode, it's not going to absolutely kill your account. What was the last um, coin you did it for? Huh? What was the last coin you did it for? I mean, you, you had your, you invested in some coins and um, you said, okay, this one is going to explode and you did it for. for that well, coin. the first time around, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I was looking at. I just took information from people on the internet and it worked out quite well. And then I held on to that through a three-year bear market. And I watched watched my 3x gains go down to 50% of what I could. Feel your pain. I completely right. bought the top on Ethereum at 2017. Ooh. Really? Ooh. Yeah. I basically right. chased it all the way up. And then, yeah, I literally, I think I, I almost claimed to fame. I think I bought it within about three pounds of the top. I was like, I couldn't have done that better <laughs> if I tried but but here's the thing right so my my theory for getting out is not like okay i'm gonna sell the top and then i'm gonna buy the bottom because it doesn't work that way and you're not gonna catch the top you're not gonna catch the bottom but right now <laughs> i've been i've been riding this wave right and and there's a load of people everybody i follow has all been in the last um top when what did it get up to did it get like forty eight thousand, forty nine thousand? that way you sold chris yeah, somewhere everybody, around there, I think. Everybody, everybody. Well, 50 was a big deal, wasn't it? It touched 50 and everyone was like, yay, 50k. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I, in my head, I'm like, nah, next leg up, right? Next leg up. Because I want to make sure that when I take money out, that I'm taking it out at a price above the next bottom. 
yeah, that's a big thing for me. That's I totally agree with that. I'd like it to when it does come back down, which me I'm too. sure it will. I, will I want it to come back down lower. If Rob sells ten percent, and I'm not saying any numbers, but if he sells 15 percent of what he's got, he's got the next year of his life covered, All right? I, and at that point, you. I live very cheaply, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he's on toast every meal. Uh, he's a bum. He's homeless. <laughs> uh, can't afford a razor. <laughs> um, you know, at this point, I, I, I would, you know, if I was going to give financial advice at this point, you know, because you might, you're not going to maximize it, but then you've still got another 85% no, in so there my, that can still grow. My, my, yeah. My idea is, is that on the next leg up, when it starts to feel, when, when the signal is everybody that I watch is like, Okay, guys, I think it's time to take some profits off the table. It's a bit frothy. Like when every, you know, when they, you, it's, that, it's that feeling, you feel it yourself. It, the chart is just shouting. Like you get to a point where it feels a bit toppy and then it pumps again and it feels a bit toppier. And then everyone starts to say, this is the top. And you're like, you've got a few more days left yet because no one ever called <laughs> the top. Yeah, right? I, I was just so showing this all model so then, is going to get to a hundred grand, you know. I, I think so it's basically double. I, I, I think we're going to four fifty. That's my prediction. Yeah, Do you think? I don't think we're. I'd say like two, three. What, this run? Yeah. Wow, that's uh, yeah. a much higher than I'd guess that. But yeah, wow. Well, well, I, I, I hope you're right. I think that in a bit, but so I'd go more like I don't know, one twenty, one fifty, a real push. That's Maybe I'm just pessimistic. That's a conservative <laughs> guess. That's conservative. So, uh, you know, yeah. That's, only... that's like a sensible. That's a sensible. That's a, yeah. You're a <laughs> <laughs> So so yeah. So I think on the next leg up, I'd, wherever that is, I don't know what price. Probably a hundred thousand dollars is going to be a big sell point. Like probably like ninety three to ninety eight thousand dollars is going to be. There's a load of people selling, and I think it's going to be really hard to get above that level to get above one hundred thousand. But I think once we get above one hundred thousand, then shit's going to blast off like it did when it got above twenty. Like maybe not as much, but still in the grand scheme of things. Like yeah, that went my, off like crazy, didn't it? From like twenty my, to forty oh, yeah. was the bad. The week or something, wasn't it? Maybe not Man. quite a week, but it wasn't long. I was watching Crown's Crypto Cave on the morning. It went above 20, and it was just, he's just shouting into the mic. Man, it was, I'll find the video and, and share it. It's so funny. So, <laughs> so, whatever the next leg up is, when it feels a bit toppy and all the YouTubers are going, it's time to take some money off the table. That's where I think it's going to be my first exit of, say, 10 to maybe 20, somewhere around that percent. And so my psychology then is, well, it doesn't matter what the market does from here. I've taken an amount of money that I'm happy with. And if it pulls back, I'll probably put half of that back in. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, worst case my, scenario, sorry. if I've just sold the top, what I don't want to do is I don't want to sell like 10% and that be the top. And that's all I took. So, <laughs> like, I'd like I'd like half my money out before we start going into a bear market. Um, I definitely wouldn't sell it all. This kind of trading really is if you're basically trading full time. 
and like this is your job. Well, no, uh, this isn't full time. This is playing a four year cycle. No, I mean, for, this is like, for you, I mean, in terms of like how you make your money, um, you know, a lockdown and all of that, uh, you know, go out of season in Greece. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think it requires that level of focus that a lot of people, they, they don't have the time for. And that's why I was recommending that more kind of conservative, don't try and time the market kind of thing. Just, you know, set yourself at a, a, a level that you think is reasonable, like how Chris does, and sell incrementally as you get towards there and still leave a healthy amount at the top with that something. Yeah, but way you've, also got, you've also got to deal with your own psychology of, did I make a mistake? Because after yeah. you sell it and the price keeps going up, and you're like, it, oh, I shouldn't have sold it. And it's not easy, man. It's really not I easy. Think, I, no, I, know, sure. I, know. Um, I think if you're going into the psychology that I'm going to get rich, then you have to obsess over this stuff. If you go into it with the psychology of I'm just going to make money and I'm going to make a better investment that I could make on the stock market or in bonds, and I don't have to get rich overnight, then you can make money regularly. Uh, by following a more conservative strategy. By the way, just a quick reminder, none of this is financial advice. None of us know what we're talking about. We are not trained professionals and we have no idea about what to do. So when you click buy and you click sell, it's your own decision. You've got to wear your big boy pants and it's nothing to do with us. <laughs> I think it makes uh, a difference. Sorry, go on. And I was going to ask uh, Nicolas because he hasn't talked yet, and you know I want to know, um, you know, what what are you doing? Okay, now I'm. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm actually on the cryptocurrency market for a couple of months. When I started in probably end of January 2020, and I'm still trying to on uh, some basic technical analysis and some index. And stuff like that. As a way of so a, you've basically you've had the best of the market so far. You've just made money. Yeah, I made some. Well, I'm actually happy that my predictions were um, right sometime. So I <clears throat> like to uh, get a basic insight on technical analysis as a way of interpreting some fundamental information about uh, Bitcoin. Well, let's have, for example, <clears throat> so, uh, the event for, by MicroStrategy to uh, present some basic platforms to invest in Bitcoin. I think that is going to raise uh, institutional demand for Bitcoin, which means that we might have a new, a higher support level. And that is going to keep uh, Bitcoin from crashing. Well, the only thing is, I don't know when this is going to happen. So if you have any idea... Well, that's the golden thing, isn't it? That's what we all want to know. That's what we all want to sell. And um, what well, um, so I yeah. um, uh, hold on, one at a time because it's messing the audio. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was thinking about the psychology of the time. I mean, now we are under lockdown and everybody's locked in this house all over the world. Is that causing also something? Do you know what? This is one of those. an interesting point. That's one of those questions. Now, whenever you look at a chart, right, and you can see that it 
why is it that <clears throat> real world uh, things make charts react on certain uh, exponential moving average lines and certain cryptocurrencies and stocks, whatever, any markets bounce at certain points which just so happens to um, mirror uh, an event in the real world, a fundamental event. So sure, you could say that all you could say you could say that charts are uh, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, but are they though? I mean, there's a I can't remember the name of the guy, but there's a a trader from like the early 1900s, and he's famous for saying, "Show me the charts, and I'll tell you the news." Because the charts can predict the news, not mm. the news makes the charts what they are. The charts make the news. So, so sorry to interrupt. You mean in this in this case of um, the, the 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 price action has gone parabolic and that becomes newsworthy. The price the price has gone parabolic, and like uh, whoever was saying that, is it because everybody's on lockdown, right? Well, is, is Bitcoin where it is today because of lockdown or is Bitcoin where it is today because it's following a four-year cycle? It's, no, no, no. It's, I, I don't think it's a stock-to-flow model. Or is it? Well, that's, a, that's basically, okay, sorry, not, not the following a, it's basically following TA. Technical, Technical analysis. analysis. Chart, looking at charts and predicting charts. <laughs> so, I mean, there's some people you've got to like, since you've been looking at charts, have you not been looking at like the, um, the Corona, I shouldn't say the, the, the virus that will not be named on YouTube, right? <laughs> Get <laughs> um, taken down for that. <laughs> have you, um, have you not looked at like, uh, the, the V charts, the, the virus charts and not gone? I see a pattern here. That's a Wyckoff uh, <laughs> five-part wave, right? Oh, speaking the of which. Yeah, right? The look. first wave is a little bump. The third wave, the second to the second wave. So you have so you have uh, one up, two down. Which way am I going on the camera? One up, two down, three up. Now, the third wave up is always the biggest wave on the entire chart, according to a Wyckoff theory of, of charts, whatever that's, whatever that's called, wave theory. So why is it that when you look at a coronavirus chart, ah, oh, shit, I said it, didn't You I? said it, that's the end of this video. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not monetized, I'm not monetized. <laughs> you might be all right, then. <laughs> so YouTube's algorithms it? might forgive you. So if charts, if technical analysis and charts don't don't um, have anything substantial behind them, then why does the Wyckoff five wave theory, wave theory, work the same in in stock market charts, cryptocurrency charts, in the same way that it does a chart of the virus? Is it is it, is it something to do with nature or what? Oh, I think it's created by us. I think it's just created by us because it's a, a way to visualize what what's happening. So, in a way of speaking, it's not exactly numbers. It's only what we can predict or visualize on the facts that we have right now. 
So, okay, in coronavirus, I truly believe most of that is a little bit not true. So we're just seeing what we want to see. So in Bitcoin and everything else, I think we're just following the self-prediction. Well, you could say that the Bitcoin uh, chart is just, it's, it's the chart of human emotion, some people call it. It could be, yeah. Because it's very emotional. I'm going to grab a drink. I can say when you think about it, anything that involves value is a human, um, is a very human thing. There is no such ob objective thing as value. Whatever you deem valuable, it's kind of an emotional decision in that sense. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's everything, isn't it? Money, value. I think it's important to like, I th this isn't just like a philosophical point. It matters a lot because you know, um, I had an argument with my brother. He said, well, isn't Bitcoin basically just a fiat thing because it's not based on gold? Then you have to ask, why is gold valuable? Well, it's no, fiat doesn't fiat mean a currency that is given value by order of decree, by rule. It's declared to be valuable. And it is... Yes, but uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin controlled isn't. Controlled by a central bank as well, right? They can control... Bitcoin it. isn't. Right, so it's not for yet. It's not, no. Um, but the question that was asked was still like, in, in the spirit of the question, I guess, it was, isn't this just, uh, you know, it's valuable because we believe it's valuable and it's not truly valuable because it's based on gold. Again, well, gold is, uh, it's not truly valuable or it is. What, what, what's your definition of valuable? Well, the question is, what is value? What is right. money? Right. And what is money? Money is stored energy and time. We, we spend you your time energy and time energy. into anything though. You can, you can we, say, we right, spend... I'm going to spend a lot of time collecting seashells and yeah, they're not and to you, that's valuable. Yeah. But seashells were a currency once. Upon they were, time. they're not now. Not now, but now they're just something to collect. But exactly. Which it's, it's a cycle. It's an emotional psychological thing. And that's why yes, I think this phrase of, you know, uh, the, it's a measure of emotions. But uh, you can't, you can't pay your rent in seashells, no matter how many you collect. I'm pretty sure your, your landlord won't take it. That's because... small short story. So I had it, um, if you go to, I think, uh, Romania, uh, they have a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of um, Emirates currency, right? Which what? is... Um, uh, how's it called? The dollar. Um, how's the, it called? The, the dirham. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, the, 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 the currency. Buying right. It's uh, it's fake. So they print it out themselves, and it is the only currency which they have, and they can trade within the the community of Romania, and it's still valuable as money. And they print it out. It's not true money. So, it's how's it called? Uh, platform. Nico, help me a little bit. Fake. Yeah. Plastic. Fake. Yeah. It's not. It's um. It's not plastic. Plaster. Give me just a second. I will... But essentially, uh, what money is, whatever currency you use, you go to work, and you. Mm -hmm you earn a, 
you want to store your value from the day so that you can spend it at a later date on whatever you want to spend it on. So a currency is, is a store of value and a unit of account. And of exchange. A unit of exchange, yeah. I would say even adding to that, perhaps most importantly, it's that uh, governments expect you to pay taxes in that currency and nothing else. If if you look at um, well, they want you to modern they want monetary you to pay taxes in in currency that they accept. they do. They, but this is effectively what gives that currency any value at all. It's not just that they've declared it to be valuable. Um, you know, they, they, they print, they generate this money out of thin air, right? They just type a number into a spreadsheet that goes out to the well, investment. Here's, here's an interesting thing with Greece is that well, let, me, let me just uh, finish what this would off. Greece be doing if we were still on the drachma right now? Cause they would just be printing money like crazy. Of course. Of course. Um, but still, why does that have any value? Um, if you just print it, if you, you're not even printing it, right? It's, it's all digital. 17, 17 pence to make a pound note. To make, the, to make the note but to just uh to do it in the bank you know it's like the whole like fractional reserve you don't actually need the money you just it's all digital um they type the number into a spreadsheet and that goes to the investment banks and they lend it out um how do you get value out of that you have to charge you have to get taxes collect taxes in this currency and no other currency right you charge vat on everything because of that um now this money is valuable for two reasons now number one if you don't pay your taxes in this currency uh you go to jail <laughs> right you go to court um but now the money that is coming it's been generated for free it's just printed out it's typed into a, a, an excel it's gone out into the economy and now it's coming back now it's coming back to the central bank in the form of taxes but to generate these taxes economic activity has to happen people have to trade people have to buy and sell things and people have to put in effort so the money isn't valuable on the way in the economy, but on the way back out in the form of taxes, it takes effort to pay these taxes because you need economic activity. So now this money is a representation of labor. The only problem with that is, is that whoever gets hold of the freshly printed money first gets to extract the value out of it. By the time that money goes to everyone else, it's inflated the currency and the value is lost. It, it, so yeah for sure and so one of the reasons is thing, so but these heavies, investment banks that get first uh, the first um turn to take this money and invest it out they get an unfair amount of advantage mm -hmm. right because this money is not lent out to your average retail bank they're lent out to your goldman sachs wells fargo you know these wall street fucking big banks um that don't deal with regular customers so they basically get free money from the government they lend it out and they get back their you know these loans pay pay back basically zero percent interest to the government and keep the difference it's free so money. corrupt isn't it they're already rich enough right um now the, the the theory in terms of you know why this money is valuable to me it makes sense it's just the implementation is a bit lousy you know um but there are other ways to measure value, right? Um, I, again, it's all just psychological. In this sense, it's money. The, the value is there because it takes effort to uh, do all the economic activity 
that results in VAT and taxes that you're paying. You need a job, you know, you need to buy and sell things. Um, so to, to make that money takes effort, it's valuable to you. Um, but it, even deeper than that, value is just, you know, everybody else thinks it's valuable, so I think it's valuable too. I think there's a lot to be said for that, isn't there? Just, yeah, the kind of crowd mentality of, well, everyone else is doing it, so. Yeah. Well, the thing is, money's always been, they, they, I think it's made to be boring and complex on purpose, so we don't yeah. actually have a look at it. And I think that's so yeah. true. So many people have no interest, and it amazes me how little interest people have because everybody uses it for every well, aspect of their life every day, but nobody understands or even wants to understand the first thing about it. Not but I think Bitcoin's changing that. I think that, Bitcoin's sorry. changing that. Go on. I was just saying, like, you know, it, it, it takes a significant amount of time to actually understand it. It's not something you can just spend five minutes no, on your right. And, and a lot of people are just not, you know, they don't have that time. Yeah. And I suppose that's true. Until I got into Bitcoin, I wasn't really that interested. It's only through the kind of monetary policy of Bitcoin that I've taken an interest in monetary policy of as a whole, I guess, and realized how shit it is. Yeah. Um, but as like Rob said as well, it's intentionally very complex, isn't it? I think the more you sort of dig into it, the more involved it gets. So, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Sorry. Say something. Yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just uh, on one. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what I was going to say. <laughs> it's, it's getting to that point of the night, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's just another day. It's just normal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you suffer from short-term memory loss? <laughs> Anyway, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna quit the live stream, but I'm gonna carry on drinking and chatting because we've we've been doing how long we've we been on? Must be a good hour. Hour and a half. That's one it. Hour, wow. Minutes. Yeah, we've got one hour to live. And you have a we just lost uh, two two viewers. They they're like, okay, you guys are quitting. Yes. I've got so four on you, my screen. I had oh, five. One of them was three. No. Should we should we cut it or should we keep it going? Should we do another half hour? I don't mind. <laughs> I'm watching it. You're watching. We've got somebody that's not me or you, Rob, that's watching it. Is there anybody? <laughs> Somebody's <What>? watching. <laughs> Somebody watching this live stream. If you're listening, type a letter in the chat. Let us know you're here. And also, don't forget oh wait, it's back up to five now. You're supposed yeah, to plug the uh, like subscribe thing, Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, subscribe. Oh, yeah. Smash um, that like button. Smash like, that like. Yeah. Bell button or like, subscribe, <laughs> bell button. Or... Is that Ivan on tech? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do like Ivan on tech. Oh, uh, he's like 25 years old. What's that story? He's like 25 years old. Is he? I don't yeah. yeah. He carries what, still? authority as well. And I'm like, what well, fuck you? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's uh, either one of these sort of love him or hate him kind of people. I've heard a lot I, of I people really like, really... like He's too fucking good at upselling things, do you know what? I mean, like, I really want to just commit to everything that he's trying to... Like, yeah, he's so know? passionate about it, isn't he? Oh, he really is. 
Which, yeah, yeah. Just go, 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 go. This every video, I love it. Watching on YouTube, be sure to do the algorithm. Like, subscribe, button. No. You don't need to hear it, just watch it, brilliant. No animation, I don't think I've heard uh, someone made it into a sort of soundtrack there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've heard it. He's got a couple of tracks out now. I've, uh, I've heard him do the like, playing. subscribe, um, thingy, yeah, like, subscribe, follow all one. But yeah, I didn't know someone out. Uh, it's like the video called. I'll check that out in a bit. And then, uh, what's another awesome, um, another awesome crypto, uh, tune? Oh, Little Bubble. Have you heard of Little Bubble? <laughs> yeah, I've heard I some of his videos, man. Little Bubble is awesome. <laughs> and what was that? He's got, he's got a song about death to all the beers or something. He just like parodies <laughs> loads of songs. Yeah, I've heard a few of those. Some are really funny. Man, I've I've got a I've got a, a USB this... stick, a playlist in my car. And it's Full of Bitcoin tunes. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. It's quite a surprising amount, isn't it? You just type in like Spotify. There's loads. Well, and also there's old stuff from like the previous cycles. Um, True. I have started a uh, a a music playlist on callthroughcrypto.com if you click on videos and then in the first section scroll down like two or three four rows down there's like a music playlist i think it's got about 16 17 songs in it or something okay cool. they're all bangers man i mean i love <laughs> the um i love the bitconnect remix and i remember <laughs> which one is that? i've heard variants it's like the dance version. Yeah, that's the one I like. Where he, yeah, where he cool. takes off as a rocket. <laughs> love, yeah, it's brilliant. Did I mention that Rob was obsessed with Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> it's a banging tune, man. And I remember my brother that I go on to about crypto like I do everyone else for like the last three, four years or whatever. I think he came on holiday in 2018. And it was after the whole BitConnect thing. So obviously BitConnect was... Uh, was was remixed and parodied up mm. and we were out in Corfu we were driving around and I can remember my brother was taking the piss out of me he thought he was taking the piss out of me because he I, I don't think he understood the difference between BitConnect and Bitcoin I think I think to new people it's all kind of the same thing and so if one thing fails if one thing's a scam and it, it, it's all all a scam so I can remember we were doing something and we were just walking around and he was just like for some reason he just broke out with what am I going to do <laughs> and I'm like Bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> but I think he was giving me shit but what he doesn't realise is that that was a scam and I didn't buy it so the, the joke's on you kind of thing um, it was it was like a massive scam though wasn't it like 
It's still epic proportion, still alive, isn't it? I was gonna say, I think, I think it vaguely it probably, is. There's probably still people that. Buy I don't know it. where you can buy it. Uh, last point, yeah. Can't be on any exchanges or anything. Nah, well, it's not on uh, CoinGecko. No. So yeah, I they're not going to list it anywhere, are they? Mm. I don't know why I sounded so disappointed. Oh, I was going to get myself some of that. <laughs> yeah, just for <laughs> sentimental value. Yeah. Yeah, just once I'm in the collection. There was um, a little, what was there? Was it one coin or something? A more recent one? Yeah, have you seen the documentary on that one? Yeah, it's really good. BBC did a documentary mm. on it. Is that what you're on about? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been watching everything on YouTube. But if yeah. you haven't, hey, guys, if you haven't seen it, search YouTube for the, the one coin. O-N-E coin documentary. It's probably about half an hour long or something. It's really good. And and the last place she was seen was Athens. Mm. And then she disappeared with millions or billions. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she done uh, again. That was a huge scam, wasn't it? Is this a cold fusion one? Yes, that's probably a good one. Do you watch Cold Fusion, Chris? It was actually Alistair that introduced me to Cold Fusion. It's a, it's a fucking amazing YouTube channel. It's really good. He's great. And he always based. starts off with, he's got this bit of a raspy voice. He's like, hi. He's a black Australian guy. He's, he's Really? Yeah. And he, he makes his own music as well for his channel. And for like, okay. he makes his music in general. And, uh, checking out. The topics like, and the, just the, the presentation is top-notch quality. Amazing. Oh, solid. Didn't he just, um, didn't he like sign some partnership or something recently? Didn't he like do something? He's like going to the next level. I would not be surprised. Is it all, I'm sure all crypto based? Yeah. No, 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 no. Just informational oh. videos. Oh, okay, cool. Usually related to technology and stuff. Oh, uh, that sounds dead good. Okay. But also, you know, like uh, he's done about uh, currencies in general and all okay, that. Okay, cool. Uh, Economics, yeah. um, just you know, AI, everything. That, that yeah, kind of... sounds right on my street. I love stuff like that. Just like, yeah. I'll put it on the, the chat. Oh, I was on... gonna say, could you drop it in the chat? Yeah, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll put it on the, the YouTube one just in case. Okay, cool. Interested? Yeah, I'll uh, check that. Out. Nice one. Really solid, solid edge. You know. 20 minute video, so you're not going to become an expert on anything, but enough to like, yeah. I'm going to read more into this. Pretty cool. I like stuff like that, kind of technology, kind of, yeah, anything really, anything techy and sort of, I kind of quite enjoy the more sort of darker side of uh, technology as well, I suppose. Almost like the, the pessimistic and how it can be used for bad rather than good side of things sometimes. Yeah, but. Yeah, just the whole thing kind of fascinates me. I think technology is one of those things I can see such like it can be used for such brilliant things, but such evil, bad things as well. And I find it quite fascinating how some people do use it for such good and others use it for such bad. And it's, well, it's like anything, really, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? But very true for new tech, I think. But yeah, I suppose, like you said, many things can. I mean, you could say a knife or a hammer is technology. Well, true, yeah, yeah. You can use it for both good and bad things. Yeah, yeah, it's 
very handy for cutting up your cucumber, but yeah, I suppose that. <laughs> Whatever you want to cut up. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to quit the stream. Thanks, everyone, for watching, all uh, all five of you. It's been emotional. Don't forget, none of this is financial advice, and we don't know what we're talking about. And hopefully, see you in the next one. Are we gonna, I was going to say, are we going to do another? I think we should. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I might, I might not be able to. Be to watch I, might be hosting one, I might be hosting one from the bar, I think. Oh, that'd be good. Well, yeah. It would until I have to go and serve someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <true. laughs> Didn't think of that. I'll be back in half an hour. I'm just going to cook a pizza. Definitely promote it more, though. Um, well, I mean, I just one. You know, we kind of get like a yeah. A rhythm. See what happens. Yeah, I don't really want to like. Give it like a program. We must talk about this. We must talk about that. But just nah, uh, no, just like you know, get more than you know, two people listening. You know, well, I, suppose it, it, I mean, it's gonna sit on YouTube, isn't it? So I suppose that it probably will yeah. get watched as long as the Rona doesn't get it like muted or something. Uh, that's true. Yeah, you, YouTube's algorithm will have you for that. But, but um, no, I dropped I mean... it on the East Midlands chat, but unfortunately didn't think about doing it till like half an hour ago or something. So. Yeah, no, I just think, um, I mean, I've always enjoyed podcasts, and I just think there's a lot of podcasts that, well, all podcasts really are basically it's a conversation where you don't have a voice, but hopefully, someone in the conversation asks or says things that you would ask or say, so therefore, it's like having a conversation without being part of it and you have to act like you don't know shit in some in some sense don't you because uh, well, you don't know who's listening and um well the thing is you can't it's, open, it's open to anybody if, if anybody has a question if somebody wants to comment i've even posted the link like anybody can join in if they want to so that's quite the idea neat, is, yeah anyone's free to join in and yeah it's a nice idea I've had a couple of messages, but they're from my girlfriend and her sister, and they've contacted me contacted me privately. And I think my girlfriend's sister is actually my girlfriend on my girlfriend's sister's phone <laughs> asking me what I mean. <laughs> I'm eating well, chicken I, I, nugget. I, I, like parse that. Your girlfriend's sister is your girlfriend on your girlfriend's sister's phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do blockchain me. <laughs> Girlfriend's yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I give up. It's not that complicated. It is complicated. <laughs> Imagine Mario was my girlfriend. Mm. And his phone died. So he used Nick's phone to message me and ask me what I was eating instead. Bosh. Oh, okay. I'm I thought you said Drops. your girlfriend was your girlfriend. 
Oh, nice. Nice. Girlfriend, sister's phone. What the hell does that mean? All right. Oh, we got five. We got four. oh no. Now we got four people watching. <laughs> oh, we still have. Yeah. Oh, right, I didn't even know that. <laughs> bye bye from me, and bye bye from everyone else. Cheers. See you later. Bye bye. Okay, it's ended. <laughs>